In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are here today with a very special guest. She is my destination wedding photographer. Um, and I know you guys have been very excited to ask her all your questions, all about photography. I have a lot myself, as, <laughs> even <laughs> as your client. Um, we have, please welcome Paulina Bichara. That's how you say it, correct? You did great. Yeah. Ish, that's does that it. sound right? Okay. <laughs> that Good. sounds perfect. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Of course. And you are you are coming to us virtually from... Are you in Mexico City right now? I'm in Monterey, Mexico. It's a bit okay. more up north, closer to the border. But oh, cool. pretty, it's pretty close. Got it. Okay. Um, so we got a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of listeners who are doing destination weddings. Um, and they obviously have a lot of questions. I feel like with, with wedding photography... Um, it's usually the first time anyone is ever hiring a yeah. photographer like at all. So maybe we should just start there. Like, what are, how do you know if someone is like the right fit? How would you even start if you were someone who was like looking for oh my a God. Looking for a wedding photographer feels a lot like dating <laughs> yes. because you need to ask so many questions and really like take the time to sit down with a person and like maybe have a coffee and like feel out their energy and usually we need to assume that we live in a world where if, if the person you're talking to is a photographer, they probably take spectacular images because technology does so much for us nowadays. And I'm very thankful for that. So you really need to look into personality and attention to detail, kindness, like things that seem obvious, but they're not really. And I think if you can find someone who can match your energy or who can be um kind of versatile for you and, and for your guests or who feels that, I don't know, that matches the vibe with your wedding or with you and, and with your future husband or whatever. I think that's, I think that's something that's really important. For sure. What do you think is like a mistake people might make then if they were? I think a really common mistake people make when hiring a wedding photographer is only basing their opinion off of Instagram. I think something that, like the best thing you can do is ask your photographer or the photographer you're considering to send you a full gallery so you can really get the hang of how they take a wedding from beginning to end. It's really different because uh, Instagram is a whole platform on its own and we're always like sharing the best of our work and like things that represent us so you can kind of get a, a feel of what we're like or what we're authentically aiming for. But it's really different when you see the full wedding and, and what's at stake. That's a really good tip. 
because I feel like I'm always telling like friends and stuff. I'm like, oh, I found this person on Instagram. I found him. And this day and age, we're all just looking on Instagram. But that's it's you can be an amazing photographer at, and good at taking photos and maybe not amazing at Instagram. But you happen to be both, I feel like, because your Instagram. One of the questions I had for you was and our audience did, too. I, I went to I texted Jordana and I was like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with her photo style. It's just like you this had weekend. a really cool over. <laughs> the, I was like, weekend text. Um, but literally, you just had a really cool like photo style and all of the couples you capture such like raw emotion. Like I wanted to like jump into your Instagram feed and like hang out with the people in it because they looked like they were having so much fun. So first, kind of like on that what would you kind of call like your editing style or your photo style? I don't even know if that's a like thing aesthetic. or not. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Oh my God. This yeah. is hard. This is like asking someone like describe yourself in three words. Those kinds of questions. <laughs> right. so, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Literally. No, it's usually harder. I feel like it's usually harder to describe yourself rather than have someone else describe like yeah. you to you is almost easier sometimes. Yeah. But that's the thing. I remember when I was first looking for like my wedding photographer, I was like, do I want light and airy or do I want dark and moody? Like those were two of the different vibes I was looking they, at. They're the two popular styles, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a whole like a gamma that's in between. Um, right. And I consider myself to be in that in between, but usually post a lot of dark and moody. So there's this, uh, there's always this wondering of, of future brides that ask me if I take photos that also look whitish or that have a lot of light. So I've been trying to incorporate a bit of both into the feed. Um, okay. But I think I'm more of a modern light and moody, if that's even a thing anymore. Because I do like contrast. I really like uh, color. I think it's important. I think color communicates yes. emotion completely and it's like one of the main factors that I really take my time on when editing and and then I try to kind of like braid it together in my feed so it's it's not boring and there's a little bit of everything but it kind of matches each other without being too annoying but overall uh, I'm aiming for my photos to be timeless in a way although getting real here I don't believe in in true timeless I believe in timeless for certain people because everybody's going to have a taste and I think that taste can can go with you a long way so I do That's think so that true. light and airy photographers and people who choose light and airy can still like light and airy in 20 years and I think that dark and moody can still like dark and moody in 10 years so I, I just kind of want to take a pause to to mention that but I I think my work is kind of modern punchy quirky and at the end of the day, I feel like people's work really reflects their personality, which is kind of important. Your photographer's personality is going to play a bigger role than a lot of people think in their wedding day, because it has to do so much with how you perceive the world and what's important in it, which takes me back to, to the emotion. I'm not really a perfectionist. I, I am like very, I don't know, I'm a gut feeling person and I like to hug people and I don't know, like play around and you're going to see that reflected in the photos as well. That's so true. That must be why like truly the emotion was captured. Like my thing is I, I don't love when wedding photos are just, it's the couple posing like, like you could, I could take that. I could literally go and take yeah. that and I'm not a wedding photographer, but like <laughs> I, it truly like you can tell there's like motion and fun and movement in your photos. So, um, 
So yeah, that was just well, great. This, the, here's the thing. I, I think your wedding day should be your wedding day. And as obvious as that sounds, um, I think you should enjoy it like a date you go with your couple on and it should feel like, like a day out where you're actually getting married instead of just a bunch of tiny sessions that you just got to get through. So that's kind of why I try to make my sessions really fun. We have a bunch of motion going on. We don't do a lot of posing. It's more of a call to action because I can ask 50 different couples to walk and they will all do it in their own peculiar way. And, and I think the, how you move speaks a lot about who you are, how you see the, the other person, how you hold on to them. All these tiny gestures are going to make up you, your, your wedding photos as, as your wedding photos, not just wedding photos. And how, how long have you been a wedding photographer? Like, how did you get into it? Oh my God, it was a huge accident. I've been a wedding photographer for three years or three and a half years, but I've been taking photos for my whole life. But I, I'd never considered wedding photography as, a, as an outlet, you know, until one day I was at my day job. I studied graphic design and I was at a, at a graphic design firm. They're great, but I didn't really love my job. So I would take these tiny breaks and tell my friends like, hey, let's go out, let, let's go around the block. I'll take your portrait. And on one of those times, my, my, how is it? My friend's brother saw a portrait I made of her and he wanted to hire me for his Cancun wedding. So I was like a really preppy girl. I, I took a presentation to him. I was like, this is why you should hire me. It's great. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I had no idea how to charge. So I sent him this ridiculous quote. It didn't go down well, but by this point I was in panic and I had already reached out to other local photographers asking for someone to let me go on weddings with them just so I could get a feel of what's a wedding day like, how do you do this, will I even like this. I did not get hired for that original like almost wedding, but I, I, I had already told another photographer to accompany them and it was love at first sight and I never left. I started and then I quit my job and I did this full time and it, I took off. It was very fast. And I'm very grateful for that. How many years ago was that? Three, three and a half years ago. Oh, wow. And so I do mean, you only do destination weddings or like? No, I, I also do local weddings and I do other kinds of small events uh, when it's not the weekend. But destination weddings are definitely my jam. I like the excitement. I get off on the adrenaline. I love like the excitement that goes on with being in a new place, new composition. It feels so much like a playground to me. And people are just like in a mood at destination weddings. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like down to get, I don't know, to have fun. That's for so sure. Um, and then what do you, what would you say? I'm sure you get a lot of couples who are like a little, they don't usually pose for a million pictures together or they're not like super comfortable in front of the camera. Like how do you make people feel at ease or not like anxious about that um, whole situation? Probably because I, when you see me, whether it's like for the first time on your wedding day or maybe a few days before or a few months before I come in with a bang, I come in like as if I've known you for 20 years and I'm like, I brought you coffee. And then like, That's I so usually important, start though. hanging out. <laughs> It is because I want to be a part of the whole wedding day. I'm probably going to be the only vendor or we're going to be one of the only vendors who are really there with, with our couples the whole day. And we're going to see the pretty, the ugly, the awkward, the uncomfortable, the magical, 
everything, the whole shebang. So it's important that, that we really feel like part of the family. And that's actually something clients can do for us, like ask us out. Photographers want our clients to ask us out. We want to go on all the dates with you. We want to have fun that has nothing to do with your wedding day. So when the day actually comes, it's going to feel so natural and so fun. So if you're not like a um, in front of the camera kind of person, I'm definitely not. Uh, the key is to, just like when you go to the gym, we warm up. So we start with something that feels familiar. I usually start with like, hey, I'm just going to take a normal portrait, stand like you'd stand if you're in, at an event and someone's taking a photo. So that, that's the, the first photo that you were talking about, Nicole, but looking at the camera and like just seeing how they are <laughs> with each other. And then we'll walk. We'll start just walking. So we get into this rhythm of motion And then I'll start asking questions and making comments and making jokes. The secret behind my photos is that I say a lot of stupid things. I'm great at saying stupid things. Um, That's so, good though, because then you get them laughing. The laughter, it's wonderful and I will laugh with them. I, I usually trip all the time. I will not stop taking photos while I fall or whatever. And <laughs> sometimes some really things come out of these tiny mistakes. And by this point, I think um, the camera stops seeming so scary. Right. Some, something I also do is like eye contact, even while I take photos. So I'm not looking through the camera, I'm like looking at you. And that also feels kind of safer for some people. Interesting. This is really important because I know I love him to death. He's the love of my life. But like, I love the camera, my fiance, not as much. So, um, I mean, it's it's that's important. Like I were using a photographer in, in Maryland where I'm getting married and where I'm from. And she's awesome. She definitely has like that energy, like makes us feel comfortable, makes us laugh. And you can tell that because that those are the only photos that we look like truly amazing in and not like the ones we take every weekend by ourselves that we're just like posing. Exactly. How do you, what do you, um, do you, do you like tell people if they're kind of like standing awkwardly or like if you think they're like punched yes over? Yes and no. Like, that. like I'm never going to tell you like, hey, you look awful. Like what is going on with your double chin? <laughs> I will never say that. I'm just going to be like, hey, 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 can you like stretch your neck? Like, right. let's yeah. try some motion. Yeah. Or like I'll, I'll tell the guy like, pull her in like really like, like with energy and, and that's really different as a, just a handhold or something. So it's you usually so like stiff. this between, yeah. yeah, between the static and the motion, static motion. Are there any specific like poses? This was a question we got, like any poses that couples should know, like, let me go in and do that in one of my wedding no photos. No, no okay. way. I mean, if you, if you have a wedding photo dream, definitely tell your photographer, uh, he or she's going to love that. But I think you can trust the person who's taking them to, to guide you through it because every couple is different. And I, I mean, I know that when I get a couple who is really into photos, we can maybe get a little more creative or people who are more reserved. Maybe I'm not going to have them kiss as much in front of the camera. So it's really gotcha. about like reading the mood and, and rolling with it. But for example, I think it is important, and I've learned this over the years, to have a photo looking at the camera that maybe your parents can digest easily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because I've gotten these comments like, oh, these are too artsy for my parents and they don't know which one to frame. So I, I always take the safe one with great lighting, very simple, like, oh, you're looking at the camera? This is for your, your parents' house or whatever. And then we go all the way out. But for example, I do think if, you, if you're already investing so much money and so much time in your wedding photos, that you should have the, the very classic photo I'm talking about and something completely wild that can really speak about you guys as a couple. 
like maybe it can be if you're into I don't know um in Mexico we have like these carts with elote well, corn and we like put mayonnaise on them yeah. chili and whatever so like maybe the contrast between like you being all all glowed up with your corn with your husband like feeding each other in the middle of the street that kind of thing can be really fun or if yeah. you don't have that kind of opportunity maybe having like the the sparkling exit or some flower petals people can throw at you and like making a small space for something creative that maybe brings your community together, your guests, where you can have this magical kind of um, photo going on that really reflects your love, can be great. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. We had so many questions about the shot list. First, just to start with that, whose responsibility is it to develop the wedding shot list? Is it on the the couple or is it on the photographer or is it something that you do together prior? I'm going to go and say no one's. (laughs) No, but here's why. I do have, I have had couples who have given me a shot list because they are very type A people and they Mm -hmm. want to feel safe and we want to have this communication. So it's great when, when I get one. Personally, when I work, I don't have the list with me, but I'm great with memory. So I will read over it, understand the logic behind the list more than the list itself. Like, oh, this is important for those people that for some it's going to be family. They want every single combination. And I can't assume that that's true for everyone. There's people who are like, I just want one big family photo. I don't need individual shots with my brother, my sister, my mama, mama. And there are other people who are going to be like, I want these couple photos, like one that's I want to be tiny in a big setting and I want to be really close up in this other one and na na na. But most people never give me a shot list. Um, out of experience, I know what I need to tell the story, which is more important to me, like the, the, the full narrative of the day than tiny specific shots. And, and that leaves enough room for me to play and to be creative and to let the unexpected surprise us, which I think is great. But there are certain shots that I think we can't miss uh, and one of them, for example, is a picture of your parents, whether they're still together or they're divorced or whatever, but a, an image of your parents where neither the bride or the groom are in the shots. I don't think we have enough 
pictures of her parents just I love being that. themselves. That's so true. It, it's it's important, and I mean, part of the backstory of why do I do is because I understand that we're all gonna die, and it's really depressing. But when I'm at a wedding, I'm like, oh my god, one day all of these people are gonna start leaving, and I want to make sure there's something uh, like an incredible picture of every single person there. And parents and siblings are important, and grandparents, and like this close nucleus of people um, that I think are important for generations to come, independently of the relationship we have with them. I, it's just a way to honor the story and the people who literally made us and and where we are today. That's so true. And I feel like today in this day and age of like social media, we're always posting for someone's birthday or just like we, we want to show off photos of our loved ones and stuff. And that's a good point. You're, you're looking your best at somebody's wedding, whether it's your own or whether it's, you know, your kids. So why not get the photographer to get a photo of just that person? That's a really good point. Because yeah, um, you guaranteed you're going to have a million photos of yourself having a, a bunch of fun. Guaranteed. You don't even need a list for that. But all the other like tiny things, it's important to like be in the mindset. Gotcha. Gotcha. So kind of going off of that. So you don't recommend having like a our type A type A brides who are like, what do I need on my shot list? That's good to know that you don't have to have one. Like I think a lot of brides think, yeah, they need to have like, I want this photo of these exact people of this exact moment. But that uh, honestly stresses me out just thinking about it. I think it's like setting yourself up for disappointment a little bit. I agree. I agree. You'll probably miss a few of those, I would imagine. I think you can, you can make it, you can hand it out, but then forget about it. Like do your thing and then let the person do their thing. And I think there's a meet me in the middle that we can definitely get to. But right. for example, if the if it got cloudy and you really wanted a sunset photo with the sun rays coming in, blah blah blah, we we just need to to know that okay, maybe this shot didn't happen, but we got this other spectacular one with the clouds in it and blah blah blah, and it's 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 going back to the unexpected. Yeah, it made your day your day. And you can plan as much as you obviously have your wedding day timeline and everything, but you can't plan exactly like which exact spot you'll be in at which moment. So I feel like the the specific shot list, like you said, is just kind of setting you up for failure. Um, we did get a couple questions about like, what does kind of going off of that? What does the couple need to like prepare or bring? Um, there's always that details photo with like the invitation Oof. and the shoes and stuff. I love those. What are the things that we need to bring for, for that photo? Okay. So off the top of my head, we want the really obvious things. We want your rings primarily, um, we, depending on the kind of ceremony you're having in Mexico, we get a bunch of Catholic weddings. So we get the, the lasso that they put around the couple or whatever, uh, maybe the perfume you're wearing that day, the shoes, if they're important to you, any bag, any kind of accessory, maybe the earrings, uh, in men, the, what are they called? The cufflinks? Yes. Maybe a right. watch. If you're like if you have your wedding invitation and it's very beautiful, particularly if it's a destination wedding, if you did print, bring one to us, like have a copy of that. And if you forget something, don't stress about it. We will work with it anyway. There are some photographers who carry little trinkets in their bags, like things to make uh, these detailed photos look beautiful, like cloths or different kinds of mirrors. Uh, I particularly prefer to use contextual things we have in the room that day. So it's a little more true to whatever wedding you were 
you were having and what what your home is like. What does this remind you of? If it's in someone's childhood home, I'll look for things that look like they have meanings. Maybe they're encyclopedia, maybe they're watches, and, and I will really play around with the, with the rings and the context. But you can also give your photographer less obvious things that maybe have meaning to you, like a necklace your, your boo gave to you on the first date, or... Uh, your grandmother's ring, maybe if she passed away already, or these little kinds of things that remind you to someone or to something or to some place are things we are really going to appreciate. Do you feel like um, like uh, the COVID or po- post-pandemic do, that's changed anything about like the photography that people want or about like the kind of weddings that you're shooting? I mean, I'm sure like you're, you, I assume you're back to, you're already back to, to shooting weddings every um, weekend I've seen on Instagram and stuff. So like, do you feel like there's a different energy or there, the, you know, there's like oh, something. Definitely. People became a lot more flexible when it came to all their wedding decisions up to the point where right. We're just telling their planners, like, you know what, do whatever you want. I'm going to show up on this date and whatever happens happens. And this is great, which was really wonderful for me because you get to that day and, and, there was this overall feeling of gratitude in all of the weddings that I'm just happy I can be here now. And, and with weddings, like fuller weddings coming, coming back again, the gratitude hasn't left. People are just really grateful to be able to get married, whether it's a big wedding, a medium wedding, a smaller wedding, an elopement. And in Mexico, it was all also a gift for us because there was this like kind of duality between what the parents want, like this more formal kind of wedding and the kind of weddings that I think happen a lot more in the United States or like coast weddings or destination weddings that are smaller, that are a little more intimate, that have this attention to detail, maybe a little more bohemian. And what happened with the pandemic in my hometown was that it brought them together. It was like, okay, we are having these outdoor weddings. We are having them be smaller. And people understood that you could still have a party, that it was still wonderful and beautiful and very emotion filled. And I don't know, portfolio wise, it was very pretty for me. So it's been good. It's been Sounds great. Like, yeah. I loved it. Did not love having to wear a mask for 12 hours, but the result was very, very, very beautiful. I can imagine. You know, there was a lot more letters going on too, I feel. People really wanted to express themselves and I, I appreciate that as well. So what are your kind of, like, what are the, the shots that you, I think you've already said a couple of these, the shots that you always want to get, like besides, like in terms of when it comes to the couple more than... Um, when it comes to the couple? Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I have like categories in my mind. One of them is like the really fun shot. I want to get like some dancing going on and this can be dorky dancing. Then some couples go full on tango. There are some very talented couples out there, but it doesn't have to be uh, uh, like a professional dance. It can just be like something dumb, something funny, whatever comes to mind. Uh, I will sometimes have couples sing songs they enjoy to each other. Like, I don't know, don't, don't stop believing. It usually brings out laughter. I will definitely want some walking shots, some that are closer and some that are a little more far away, uh, some leaning towards each other. And sometimes just like playing a staring game because I also feel like that can bring out a mood. Whether It's, it's so funny. As you're saying all of these, I'm a very visual person. I'm like photos are popping up in my head of like friends that have gotten married where I'm like, Oh, that's, that's what they must've been doing in the photo to get that shot. Like that's so funny. Like I've it's, it's funny. Cause like couples might feel a little weird at first being like, okay, we have to sing to each other, but like just 
my <laughs> advice would be like just do it because literally yeah. you're, if you're like go to paulina's instagram and if you want those shots you better freaking sing to each other i don't care how silly you feel like i'm gonna tell yeah. my fiance that on the day of i'm gonna be like sing to me and <laughs> because- I, I also use like people's context to make fun of them in a kind and loving way like yes. probably with mike i'm gonna mention something about accounting or like excels to like <laughs> really make him feel like i know him that's really funny <laughs> that's or whatever that. we might talk about his jello obsession uh, well, that's you got the like, great what? intel from the UAP podcast. Well, I, you know, up. he loves Jello. Wait, have to bring him some Jello that'll just really put him at ease. Like he I eats Jello. Like Jello, he loves Jello. No, <laughs> like regular Jello. Like every day. Sometimes I take actual shots or beer to the shoot to make people feel a little more comfortable. We'll have a shot before the photos. All three of us. It's really that's fun. That's smart. That's smart. So we had a lot of questions about and that we're kind of I don't want to get too, too much into it because we do have a fun email kind of about this as well. But whatever. We had a ton of questions about kind of just like the day of timeline. And I know, obviously, a lot of couples have their planner who's kind of like the owner of the timeline. But in a way, I've seen I've been to some weddings where like that the photographer is really the one on that timeline because they know they have to get photos at these different moments, the getting ready photo, the first look, the this, the that, whatever. So the photographer sometimes, especially if there isn't a planner, almost yeah. becomes like the planner with the day of timeline. Um, so I'm sure you're accustomed to these timelines. Would you recommend taking photos before the ceremony or after? And what is Jordana doing? I don't even know if we've gotten know into it yet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Really um, making you jump the gun here. Like, whoa. Um, no, but here goes. What I usually do is ask them if they have already established an immovable uh, ceremony time. And then we count back. So I go, okay, I need one hour for family portraits, at least an hour for couples portraits. And let's say maybe an hour or maybe even an hour and a half for your getting ready. So I will count from the ceremony back to know what time we need to start at, to know what time you need to be ready for, whether it's your first look or maybe your uh, your ceremonial first look, whatever you guys choose. And, oh, oh my God, I feel like the ceremony also dictates whether you can actually see your soul uh, until the actual ceremony or if a first look is going to be right for you. If you are planning your wedding and you haven't decided anything yet, I would go with having, oh my God, it's so personal. I am traditional in the sense that I do think it's beautiful to have your fiance look at you for the first time in in whatever ceremony you're having. I think it it evokes real emotion, but you also need to be chill enough to be able to leave your ceremony afterwards to take a few photos. And I know that's not for everyone. So um, what I will suggest is maybe having a tailored to you as a couple first look. Because, for example, I asked my brides, do you want uh, your fiance to look at you like full body so we can like, so both people turn, I'm trying to describe this with words, like (laughs) where both people are far enough that they will turn at the same time, see each other like 
full body, full glam, and then walk towards each other and meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Or if the bride wants to literally walk up to the groom, tap him on the shoulder, having look back, or have a little more of a kinesthetic first look, which is something I really enjoy when maybe they're reading letters to each other, holding hands on like a corner of a room. Yes. So they're not, I, I love that. That is or like cool if someone's too. a musician, like maybe a song first and then seeing each other, really playing with the sensations. Right. I might try, I might try the letter one. You just reminded me. Yeah, I like that. I think it's great. It's very private. And I usually try to shoo away moms and sisters and friends who are like trying to get a peek at the first look because I think it should be private. And I, I usually play bad cop so the couple doesn't have to. I'm like, no, 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 everybody, right. go away, go away. <laughs> and that's yeah. an important part of the job no one talks about, but playing bad cup for the couple. Do you ever have people who are like, um, like, I don't really want any pictures of like my brother's girlfriend. Like, can you just make yeah. that not weird <laughs> or like something yeah. like, for example, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, or, yeah. you know, I don't want my stepmom in all the pictures. Like, can we, can you make sure like you say, like, can we get some I'm without her being like a kind asshole? Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's like, Oh yeah. Let, 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 we'll, we'll get to that one. Blah, 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 and then I'll say, say one for the and end. You like, like take a quick shot or whatever. But... You're like the bad cop. Yeah. Or do you ever Definitely. have those guests? And I've been this one like once before I was like drunk. I was like, please get a photo of me and my <laughs> boyfriend. Like oh. back in my, do you ever have those guests who like grab you and they're like, get a photo of me. That all the time, annoying. but it doesn't bother me at all. I, I will usually like exaggerate the shoot to make them like feel like they got enough attention out of it, but also like be like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. So you win. I win. It doesn't take that long and you get amazing photos anyway. Right. Or I'll yeah. say like, let me just finish with it, with whatever I'm doing right now. I will get to you. I will see you on the dance floor. And I will like usually take that person as a friend or like, a, like, hey, let me know who the important people are. Like, who's that? Blah, blah, blah. And then they'll usually like spill the gossip. Yeah. I love when people start like, he is like fighting with her. So like, don't take photos of them together. And I'm like, thank you, friend. You're the best. It's funny how much personality actually does go into it. Like you don't think you think of photographer almost as like a faceless behind the scenes person, but there is a lot. I feel like that goes into it. That is like, if you can maneuver it the right way, like everything feels like it, it would go so much smoother. I was just about so to say much. the same thing. Literally. So like she was saying, you, you have to have so much energy. You have to make the wedding photographers have to do everything. Now that I'm real, they have to literally make the couple feel comfortable. They have to get the good photos, what they're being hired for, but you have to play bad cop. You have to remember the family dynamics going on. You have to play wedding planner in some cases like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And I always ask for like a list more than a shot list. I need a list of the names and who's married to who. If there are any divorces, has anybody died in the family? Cause you don't want to be the girl who's like, Dad, can you come into the picture and someone say like, hey, he passed away two years ago. Like, that is my worst right. fear. That's so so it's it's definitely something you you need to learn. So I study families before weddings. Like, okay, these people are married. They just started dating. So she can be in the family photo. Like, not in all of them. She'll be in one, blah, blah, blah. Just right. in case. I'm laughing because Jordana. Yeah. <laughs> Jordana has so many siblings. Very blended family. You're going to have a, a lot of... Uh... I'm going to start following all of them on Instagram just oh so I can start learning everybody. Like, you live in Miami, maybe? I'm not so sure anymore. Of, there you go. You found my, my two younger sisters. There you go. Oh, my gosh. You really have so many. I was thinking that while you were saying that. I was like, oh, my God. She's going to have to, like, study for Jordana. I'm retaining things. Yeah. All the people that, that need to be separated. Yeah. But going off of that, we are there any other things that, like, 
photographers like to work with the bride on before or the couple yeah before for example first dances if you have a dj i will ask the bride to ask the dj because they will listen to a ride much more than the photographer to have like a very plain white light so because because i've gotten these weird green lights or purple lights and then the photos look weird and people think it's my fault but you you can't really change lighting once it's there especially when there's a color involved or like weird shapes like snowflakes oh my god whenever this happens, it's always frustrating and we find a way to make it work. But if we can not have those situations in the first place, everybody's going to be happier. So that's something I, I talked to my brides about beforehand or the possibility of maybe me stealing you um, 20 minutes during your reception or whatever to take some sunset photos. And I try to make them short and sweet. Right. Nicole, you're going to say something. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, sorry. I was just saying I love that. I want. No, I think that's great because the you, the bride probably is not thinking about like that at all, but she would probably love all those photos. So it's great that like there's someone looking out for like making sure that they're maximizing the space and the lighting and the time because those are not things that like if you're not a trained photographer, yeah. you don't even think about. Because I want you to have time to to be with your friends and your family. I mean, this is why you made a whole event. I don't want to take away all that time, but I do want to appreciate the possibility and the moment. So like maybe 15 minutes, sunlight. We can make so much happen in 15 minutes. Oh my God, I love it. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. But it's important you know beforehand. So when the moment comes, if you're maybe talking to someone or whatever, it might feel annoying. Like, oh, I was just like getting down with this person, but the sunset lasts for like, maybe 10, 15 minutes, 20 max. So time is of the essence and the groom should be on it too. So, so he's not thrown off guard either. I I think grooms should be as involved as a bride in all of the photography process. So, so he knows what to expect as well. How do you know when it's time to like stop taking pictures? Uh, Reading the room, being emotionally (laughs) sensitive. And this goes back to personality. Um, I, I have a master's degree in like neuropsychology. So I'm always like looking for these tiny little like things in in your body that tell me it's enough. Like when people start to get tense or start to ask like, is it going to take long? Or when you start looking over your shoulder to see if your friends are having a good time without you, it's like, go, go like a child. Like go play. (laughs) And you know what, going, going back to like photos not to miss, Having one with your friends, like a really fun photo with your friends, I think it's easy to to forget about and, and we need to make time for those because having all your friends together is also, oh my God, in this day and age, not something very common. Totally. That's so true because we we're always getting the bridal party photos and stuff, but it's like the friends too that are, is there anything like don't do for photos? Like I know hair ties is a big thing. Oh, the hair yeah. ties on the oh, wrist. My God gotta make a reel about that i always um, have a hair tie on my wrist i've got to make sure i've i'm really make sure <laughs> or bedazzle it yeah. yeah um no but like for example i it always seems like i'm i'm stealing things from the groom because i'm like give me your wallet give me your phone give me everything <laughs> empty your pockets now it's going in my backpack so it's not all lumpy in his like very fancy suit or whatever he's wearing uh but I think that's basically it. There's like not a lot that you shouldn't do because if everything speaks about who you are. You'll be fine without your hair tie or whatever. Uh, and just checking the dress, making sure there aren't those little hangy things that, that are used to like hang the dress up or whatever. And I'm usually on the lookout for those to like tuck things in. Mm-hmm. Um, I- this is why we end up being friends. I get very touchy in my wedding day. I will hold your dress while you pee. Uh-huh. Like everything's fine. 
That's amazing. How do you feel about like, I mean, we talked about this in previous episodes, Nicole and I, how do you feel about people like during the ceremony taking pictures while you're also taking pictures? Do you care? Does it bother you? Like as the photographer, um, we were talking about as the bride, but like, do you, does it matter to you? I mean, definitely. It's been a, it's, it's been a pet peeve for a lot of years until I came to the conclusion that maybe smartphones won't exist anymore and they will be like this very vintage thing that will be in our photos and we'll be like, oh, remember when iPhones were a thing, like Blackberries or whatever. So when it happens and it's inevitable, I try not to fight it anymore. But if, but if there's like one of these signs, like, please leave your phone out or please take a phone before the reception and then put it away and blah, blah, blah. I think it's great. But there's always like that Karen who's like, I don't care. I'm going to take the picture anyway. And I just I learned to live with her. It's OK. Yeah. I, I have asked guests to please put their phone away when the bride is walking down the aisle and the phone is like in the middle of the aisle. And it's like, right. Wait, no, no, this is I not give happening. my photographer full permission to like physically shove one of my guests. On your behalf. I've done do that. that. Done like that. literally, yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, you are all at the discretion to like be shoved if you're in the way. Because <laughs> there was someone with, with an iPad once and I was like, are oh you my serious, God. lady? Oh my iPad God, is like iPad huge too. I think I've seen that too. People with the, iP- with the iPads. That's like a, I can't believe you brought that. Wedding photographers could write a book. We have so many <laughs> anecdotes. My ceremony's on the water. I will physically grab the iPad and chuck it into the bay if I see it out. Don't get me started. Don't at at me my own cold. wedding, I ask guests not to have phones, but usually like the older people... I mean, I get it. They want to send it to their WhatsApp friends or whatever, but like take one and put it away. It's definitely a cultural thing we all need to work on like as a society to get people to put their phones away. And then if you're doing a destination, and I think this is like one of the, the later like uh, questions we had, If do you feel like um, how important is it for the photographer? Like if, you're, if your photographer is flying out, like how, when should she get there? Um, how does she like know where, how does she know where to take the pictures? Like what the best spots are? Like, what do you recommend for people who are, uh, the, the, the photographer is not necessarily like local or hasn't been to that venue before. I feel like surely your photographer will do this on default, but your photographer should get there at least one day before the wedding, preferably two, just in case there's like this extreme emergency and you get a hurricane or whatever. Uh, and personally, when I get to a location, the first days I will be scouting. I will be walking around the city. I will go and see where the reception is at, where the party will be at. I just get to know my surroundings to know how long it'll take me to get there. How am I getting there if if the transport is being provided for me or if I have to provide it on my own? And how the light hits. That usually destination wedding photographers are really great at doing the unknown. Like we can... We can improvise very well. I feel like people who prefer doing only local like the predictability of the places we we already know. So you shouldn't really worry if your photographer hasn't seen the place yet or if it's the first time they will be there. Usually we know how to how to solve problems. But if you can like take a while to like maybe talk to your photographer at the location beforehand, like maybe just go to dinner or to lunch or to breakfast or whatever and walk around and maybe like uh, talk about some ideas like, hey, did you see that building? It looks really interesting. Maybe on your wedding day, we can go there for a bit. Those kinds of playful things can can really work out in the end. Love that. Should we um, should we do our email, Nicole, from our yes. listener? Okay, I'll read it. 
Hey, ladies, thank you for answering all the real questions that no bridal website slash Pinterest can. I'm very early in the planning process, but I have a question about the actual wedding day timeline, specifically about doing a first look with my fiance before the ceremony versus the traditional first look as I'm walking down the aisle. I really love the idea of seeing his reaction when I walk down the aisle for the first time, but logistically, I'm leaning towards having a pre-ceremony first look. That way, we can do the majority of our family and bridal party photos before the ceremony. I do really want to enjoy some of the cocktail hour with my guests before sitting down for dinner and not feel rushed during photos. I feel like my my time after the ceremony slash before dinner will be consumed with professional photos if we do a walk down the aisle first look. Both of our parents are divorced slash remarried, so I'm thinking the photos might take more time than normal with all the different pairings. How much time do the photos take? Is it even normal for a bride to attend their own cocktail hour? I've read later in the day slash post ceremony photos are better for lighting. So I'm not sure how big of a factor that should play into my decision as well. Help signed a bride who wants to have her cocktail hour and their big reveal when walking down the aisle too. Okay. This one's tough. Um, It goes back to a little bit of what we were saying, but ultimately there is a huge advantage, particularly of having your family portraits done before the ceremony. Because usually after the ceremony, people are going to be saying hi to you. They're going to be saying hi to your mom, to your dad, to your brother, to your sister. Everybody's going to be a little more distracted and it's kind of harder to get everyone away from the drinks, from the food, from the social mingling. So in that sense, unless you're having a very early wedding ceremony, I think it would be worth it to, to have a, your own first look in whatever way you, you'd like to have it. Get some photos done. Maybe it can be a shorter session. Maybe it can be half an hour instead of a full hour. And you can also have your family portraits the full hour before the ceremony, then have the ceremony, have your cocktail hour, and then have another half an hour at sunset photos. I think that's a very aspirational timeline I would love to have at every wedding, personally. And we can also get some more more candid family shots during that reception with a little softer lighting. So you can have a little bit of everything at the end of the day. I love um, that. Kind of splitting it that. up, yeah. breaking it yeah. up and doing it both. I yeah, know, I think it, I, it's I, tough to like, because after you do, I, I do feel like you want like, after the um, ceremony, you do kind of like, you don't want to be like missing the whole party that you spent probably a year exactly. planning. So... That's also something that happens when uh, the family portraits are going to be in the same place as the couple portraits. When family starts to arrive and maybe you're not done with your couple shoot yet, people don't care and they will come up to you and they will be like, oh my God, congratulations. And we'll have hugging. And when family gets there, intimacy is over. I will not be able to ask you to kiss anymore. (laughs) Or maybe I will, but it gets awkward and people are like, are we done? Are we done? Are we done? There's people here. Oh. So imagine that after a reception with so many people, unless we can really get away, it you need to be very outgoing and not that shy to to know that these are natural social phenomenons that are going to happen and that are okay. But you need to be okay with that. Yeah, I for this listener, I I agree with you. Like split it up, do a little bit before so that you're making sure to hit those, and then do a little bit after. My I'm just very like. I'd rather just get them over with because I care a lot about mm-hmm. the photos and I get that she's saying like other factors play into it. Like it's the lighting might be better later. So that's mm-hmm. where I would want to 
like take the 20 minutes to do the sunset yeah. photos or whatever later. And I think that also doubles as like a nice intimate moment that like, it's just you, you guys, middle? your photographer. Yeah. Like to like sneak away from guests. But- if you are like really into photos, there are couples who also plan their couples shoot a day before or a day after their actual wedding. Interesting. So we had a question big. about that actually. So a lot of people or a couple people were like, do you, ever pre-shoot with the couple's like full look does that mean you have to get in your like hair and makeup twice probably it's kind of um, i mean yes and no maybe you can do a more relaxed hair and makeup for like uh, a more indie photography session a day that's not on your wedding day because that's how many people get their mountainous like wedding photos in the middle of nothing and it's very beautiful and maybe it's a two-hour drive away but if, if you're already traveling and you really just want to like maybe have this very particular photo or, or look and feel, I think it can be worth it. But it's up to each couple. Yeah. Right. So um, just know that you don't have to be limited by your wedding day. And ultimately, I think wedding day should be enjoyed. I think the photos don't come first. I think they come second. And the most important thing is that you're having the time that you're never stressed about anything. That's like my goal when I'm with my couples. It's mm-hmm. like, what can I do to serve you? And I think that's also so, something important to, to look out for, like someone who's making pictures for you and not just for Instagram. Right. Right. To capture. And I think that's really cool about what you do. And I remember looking at your website and seeing like even like the videos they put together of the photography and it just felt very like emotional and about the emotions and capturing like the moment and the feeling um and making it feel like authentic to the person who's actually or the couple who's getting married Mm -hmm. um so i'm very excited for uh you know for you to shoot my wedding and i'm sure uh, luckily the the whole bridal matches brides audience will see will be able to see all the photos because they'll be on um brides and um (laughs) I'm sure they'll have more questions for you and we can, we can have them answer those on Instagram. Definitely. Thank you so much. much. I'm so excited to see the photos. I'm going to be like more annoying to you than Jordana is about (laughs) her. Can you text me them? (laughs) I'm going to be like, where are the sneak peeks? Paulina, can you have, no, just kidding. I feel like that's what, that's annoying when clients probably do that. Do you ever have like clients that are like, where are my sneak peek photos? Like five minutes after all the time. But the worst part is that I'm very susceptible to people pleasing. So I'm like, I was going to get them to you in a week, but let me not sleep tonight. And maybe I can send them to you tomorrow. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, photographers, you guys truly like are the MVPs of the wedding day. So thank you. Thank you You're for the MVP of this scene. Thank you for this space. I've always wanted to give a TED talk of how to choose your photographer. And I feel like this is a, a great space to do so. Awesome. I hope this can help people find their right match. And any questions, please feel free to send them my way. And where can, where can the listeners, if they would like to, to book you for their wedding or see your work um where can they find you you can check out my website on pe bichara photo it's p-b-i-c-h-a-r-a.com or on my instagram handle p bichara so you can find me following jordana or nicole you can also look for me and their followers that's a great way <laughs> exactly um, but yeah they will find you all right we will see you guys next week till death do us part the betches brides podcast is produced by nicole pellegrino sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by jorge morales pico guest booking by nicole pellegrino 
Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.